0: everyone, I'm Grace Beeson and this is the Because Why Not podcast where I help you to love your life just as it is. I'm a mindset and relationship coach, a 20 plus year wedding planner, a mom of two young boys, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend. And a relatable human on a constant journey of spiritual growth and personal development, all with a lot of laughter along for the ride. I'm a self help junkie, a cookie addict, Bravo TV lover, and a former party girl committed to showing people there is joy to be found exactly where they are. Thanks for joining me. Hi, everyone. Well, I'm going to do something I've never done before quite quite like this. I haven't done anything quite like this, which is that I'm standing here in my dining room looking out the window watching my boys play baseball in the cul-de-sac, and I decided I would record until they came in the house because I kept trying to find time. I was like, when am I going to record? I want to do a podcast. Um... And so I thought I would make time. We create time for ourselves, right? Especially in these times. So I am watching them play baseball with a tennis ball, which is good because they hit hard and if they use real balls, they can break windows in the adjacent houses or cars in the cul-de-sac and I'm going to record until they need me again. So we've got at least seven minutes, maybe. (laughs) I mean... Oh, the need is constant, right? Like it's just, it's another level. It's just, uh, I'm being asked for things all the time. And as I was saying to my husband this morning, I'm just needed all the time and they want the best of me and all of me. I give them the best of me until I can't give any more. And then I give them the worst of me, but I'm just needed in such a pro what feels like such a primal way right now. I was really thinking about that a lot this week that it reminds me they're six and eight now, six and a half and eight and a half. And it reminds me of when they were, um, under two years old or one and three, um, and i was planning over 20 weddings and events a year and having these children with me all the time i don't know what i was doing or how i did it but it it i can tell you that that was part of my um being that is i can do everything and be everything and that was really heightened at that time in my life like i'm you know, successful businesswoman. I have two children. I can do it all at once. I have a beautiful home; it's always clean. I'm this. I'm that. Like just total external validation or seeking it. And um, guess what, guys? I had like a mini nervous breakdown. Or I don't know how you qualify a nervous breakdown, but it happened in my house. I ended up on the dining room floor, um, crying my eyes out and falling apart and. That's when we got no pair to come live with us who changed our lives. The point is that we can't do it all. We shouldn't be expected to. And whether we're mothers or fathers or whether we have, you know, amazing partners who help or spouses or um, whatever it is, what's being asked of us during this time is not normal. It's not manageable. It's not reasonable. Um, And what I wanted to talk about today, you know, I'm sort of launching into it from that subject, but what I want to talk about today is uh, being hard on ourselves and what to do when we just feel like all we can do is be hard on ourselves and when we are constantly feeling like a failure. And when I say we, it's the royal we, of course, because I'm talking about myself. And so I'm going to kind of process what I've been feeling and Maybe it will resonate with you um, since we are, let's just say, as like women and or mothers of a certain age uh, in this country going through this thing in this particular way and um, having our children at home and taking care of them and educating them to a degree, Um, running businesses or working to a degree, worrying about finances to a degree lacking personal space and time to varying degrees all of these things by the way also having marriages or partnerships that we have little time or energy in fostering or nurturing it's just we're so of a certain group of people which I imagine are the group of people listening to this um, we are going through this thing Um, and yet The thing is that we always are experiencing certain things that make us behave in a certain way, but this particular time in life is shining a light on everything. So all the things that we typically experience or feel or how we move through life or the struggles that we have or challenges we face or the way we talk to ourselves, the way we speak to others, the way we relate with our partners, our husbands, our wives, our children, It's all heightened right now. It's under a microscope. It is, I think, a better analogy is it's not under a microscope. It's like attached to a bullhorn. It's like attached to a bullhorn, being blasted. Um, Everything about me is heightened right now. My challenges, my um, ability to love, my ability to feel, my irritability, my rage, all of it. Like it's all just heightened. Is anyone else feeling like that? (sighs) I'm going to take a deep breath here. So what I'm going through this week is that I am being very hard on myself and I am consistently feeling like a failure. That's what's come up for me in three big conversations I had this week with my best friend, my husband, and another dear friend um and they each reminded me of very important things um one that i'm doing everything i can right now and i'm doing a great job one other person reminded me that challenges I'm facing right now are challenges that are not unique to COVID. Yes, I've added my children being at home all the time, but I still had these same challenges before. So let's look at what those are and how I'm speaking to myself about them, which was really helpful because it got me down this road of like, how am I speaking to myself? Um, What is it that I'm upset with myself about? What does self-compassion look like? And my third friend, who's, who is not a woman of a certain age raising children um, and not you know, remotely in a cul-de-sac watching children play baseball and um, living a very different life, surrounded by very different people than I am, reminded me that as long as I'm thankful every single day for all of my many blessings, everything will feel better. And that is right too. So I'm so thankful to have reached out when I was in pain this week and to have received amazing support and messages from people I love and who are my people. And I encourage everyone to do that. But, but yeah, um, you know what that came from? I didn't even know I was sort of seeking. Well, that's not true. I reached out to all these people seeking help, seeking advice, saying I'm struggling, you know, Ah. and, and it, what it's about is how hard I'm being on myself and I'm being hard on myself because I'm waking up every day saying today's going to be different. Today's going to be better today. I'm going to X, Y, Z, P, D, Q. So my list looks like today I'm going to be more patient. Even though I've tapped into wells of patience that I didn't know existed. Reserves, I guess I should say. Um, but every day I wake up going, I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to lead with love. I'm going to speak kindly to my children and my family. I am going to remember that they're children and they, um, it's okay for them to act in certain ways not okay for them to act in certain other ways, which is why it's really great to have a super helpful husband who helps, uh, mediate that with the, with the boys. Um, today's going to be the day that I don't eat all the sugar in the house. Today's going to be the day that I ramp my workout up and I sweat more. So I'm actually burning calories and I'm not just walking for mental health. Um, Today is going to be the day that I do that webinar I wanted to do. Today's going to be the day that I actually read part of that book I want to pick up. Today's going to be the day I record a podcast. Today's going to be the day that I fold my laundry. Today's going to be the day that I organize the boys' drawers. Um, Today's going to be the day that I do the thing, make the call, formulate the plan, solve all my problems, build my business, decide what I'm doing with my life and what everyone in my house is doing with their lives. Whatever it is, the amount of pressure I put on myself is beyond. And I've always been that way. And as I was saying, during this time, it's ramping up because it's like, I want to do all the things with my time. And then the time evaporates because I'm doing school or I'm doing the work I've got to do that I'm actually being paid for and there's no time for business development or I feel like eating the sugar to manage my feelings or whatever it is but as I said everything about me is exacerbated and highlighted during this time So when I don't accomplish the things that I set my mind to doing, or I feel in some way that I've let myself down, then I get very hard on myself. And it's funny because I mentioned in this podcast, I think the last one about, you know, that, or in one of the most recent ones, um, during this time that, you know, this is a pandemic, not a productivity contest. And I fully believe that. That goes through my head all the time. But I keep thinking about that and different ways, other ways that I want to change. Like I want to care less about the boys' schoolwork and not care if they get all of it done and that all of it's done well. I want to just whatever it is. There are all these different things I want to do. And it doesn't get done. And I keep thinking, I'm going to need a lobotomy to change in order to get those things done. Like, I have the best of intentions, but I just don't know how to change. And can I change? Do I need to? Like, what do I do about that? And um, yeah, so that feels really, really hard. And so I think the more that I beat up on myself about Not having done the things on my list or not have accomplished all the things I wanted to or not having finished what I wanted to do or started what I wanted or not having treated my children every day consistently in the way that I hoped that I could, which by the way is impossible to be calm and patient 24 hours of the day. And intellectually, I know that, but I still beat myself up when I lose my patience or my temper, Um, but what happens is that I end up feeling like I failed at something, and I haven't really had that feeling in so long, in such a big way, that, ugh, I feel like I failed, like, I feel like I'm failing as a parent, I feel like I'm failing in my business, I feel like I'm failing... Uh, personally in my own personal growth and development, like not reading enough books and failing my body by not exercising enough and my health by not eating as well as I should and failing my children by being hot-headed and losing my temper and being impatient, failing my husband by being crabby or short-tempered Um, failing my children by not being as patient as I want to be with their schoolwork, failing school by not having my children do as much as they ought to be doing, failing my children's futures by not having them do as much as I think they ought to be doing for school or as much as being asked of them. Um, Oh, I just end up feeling like I'm failing in all the ways all the time. And that really hit me this week. I was like, ugh. And I think that feeling is really common for women and mothers, particularly often across the board, to feel less than, to feel like you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're not working hard enough, you're not fit Enough. You're not beautiful and put together enough. You're not smart enough, successful enough. You're not a good enough mother. You're not on enough committees. You're not volunteering enough. All those things, you know, we have so much pressure put on us culturally to be the most. I mean, this isn't breaking news we all know this we've grown up like this you know we've we particularly gen x women we've grown up in an environment or during a time where it was when women first sort of started having it all they worked and they were moms and um and that's what we were taught like women can be everything they can do everything so they should and that should is really really destructive you know because when we lead our lives with shoulds we're measuring ourselves against some kind of palpable but invisible standard and measuring stick and whether or not anyone is saying to us, you've got to be, do, have, look like this. We feel that we should. And it's very hard for us to let go. You know, there's this wonderful saying that I don't know if it's been coined. Stop shooting on yourself. You know, or shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, what about, what about stop feeling like we should what do we want you know should according to who but the thing is it's like it's ingrained in us you know going back to what i was saying about feeling like i need a lobotomy in order to become a person who doesn't care about my kids schoolwork i need a lobotomy in order to become a person who doesn't uh you know love my kids all the time, so hard, no matter what they've done, you know, like they can piss me off to no end and do terrible things or act in a terrible way. And I can turn around the next moment and be full of love for them because they're my children, you know? And, and so when I'm trying to set boundaries with them or tell them no, you know, it's, it's hard because my, The way that I lead is with love for them, you know? I don't know what I'm saying there. I guess I'm just trying to make the point that, like, there's so many ways during this quarantine, during this time at home, that I feel I would be better off if I was a different way. And maybe I wouldn't be failing, quote-unquote failing or suffering, or other people wouldn't be suffering if I was a different way. But then I feel like I would have to completely change who I am in order to be a different way. And, you know, so maybe this is relatable for some of you out there. You know, what happens when we are constantly feeling less than, when we are constantly feel like we're failing? Um, it's, It's just, it's so interesting because... This week, I've realized that I have all of these powerful tools as a coach and powerful tools as a person who's been in therapy for 16 years and powerful tools as a human who's intuitive and communicative and all of these things. I have all of these tools, but there are just moments when it is so, so difficult to apply them to myself. And so, yeah, that feels hard. And so here I am feeling like I'm failing and like I can't use my own tools to make it better, at least not quickly. So what do I do when I feel like I'm failing? What do we do when we're hard on ourselves and we feel like we can't do anything right? I think we just have to talk it through and I'm going to talk it through right now and see if I can come up with something. This time that we are living in is unprecedented. We hear that word all day, every day, right? I mean, to state the obvious. And I've talked before on this podcast about giving ourselves grace during this time. And I think that's the first thing. You know, if I'm coaching myself while I'm coaching you, it again comes back to giving myself grace and acceptance of the fact that this is a very challenging time and while before I was quarantined at home or self-quarantined or we were living in fear of catching a virus or homeschooling our children, I was experiencing things that were challenging for me that I needed to give myself grace for as well and now it's just heightened. So this is a time Where things are more challenging, it's more difficult, and it is a good reminder, especially on a day like today when things feel especially hard, that just getting through every day right now is a challenge without all the extra pressure that I'm putting on myself and that we put on ourselves to be and do and have. So now is a great time to take a step back, look inside from the outside and go, you're doing a great job. Like everything is okay. Everyone's healthy, happy. There's food in the refrigerator and on the table. We've spent a lot of time outdoors. We've done some schoolwork. We've done some work. We've earned some money. We've spent some money. We've sorted out some issues we were having. We've had good conversations. I've screamed. I've cried. I've left the house and taken myself on a walk a couple of times. There have been good days and bad days, highs and lows, but all in all, everything is okay. It's better than okay. We have what we need and we're together. And right now, just being okay is okay. I've said this before as a coach. can we be okay with just being okay and not just wanting more? Um, What's coming up for me now is about my high-achieving nature, which, again, we as women, so many of us have, and how do... I honor that while not feeling like a failure for not being the high achiever on a regular basis that I, I guess, pride myself in being. I don't know if I pride myself in being that anymore. It feels more like it's a challenge. But I think this moment is really about recognizing that we cannot achieve in the way that we always did we can't live in the way that we have been living and maybe for me it's about recognizing that this is this moment and opportunity for me to focus on being great at fewer things Rather than doing it all and being great at it all. And I realized in saying that out loud that what feels super uncomfortable to me is that I don't feel like I'm doing well at a lot of things right now. I feel like I am doing a lot of things, but doing very few of them very well. And it's funny because... What, what that means to me is that I need to lower my standards. And that feels even ridiculous to say out loud. Like, why would someone lower their standards? But maybe it's not about lowering standards. It's about lowering the pegs of whatever it is I'm trying to reach up to or quote-unquote achieve. Like, the kids, maybe they do the amount of schoolwork during the day that they... Can and not what I want them to do, what I expect of them. You know, it's about changing expectations. Maybe I speak to myself in a more kind way when I need to eat the sugar or want to eat the sugar because it makes me feel better. And I remind myself that I may be having cookies, but I'm not drinking a whole bottle of wine and I've achieved a lot by not medicating with alcohol Um, maybe I recognize that in this moment everything is okay and that I don't have to create a multi six figure business overnight in order to be a success (laughs) maybe it's okay that I'm just okay and that I'm not the best at something right now And wow, it feels like I just went down a rabbit hole of like digging into my own psyche. But it just kind of, I think what's kind of coming up for me is just that I've thrived for so long on being good at things. You know, I'm a good friend. I'm a good wedding planner. I'm a good mother. I'm a good partner. Maybe even better than but I also know that I put so much pressure on myself about things that um, it was always matched or, yeah, I it came in equal measure with me medicating in ways that were unhealthy um, because of, I think, what all the feelings were that I had that were created by trying to be the best at everything. I know that that happened from being... Trying to be a mom and plan all the events and do all the things and like a person can only do so much. You know, and and maybe it's a good time to remember, like I am in a place where I'm sober, I'm constantly feeling my feelings, I'm constantly thinking about everything. There is no disappearing. I'm getting better at that and I'm thankful for it. And I actually really enjoy it and don't know how on earth. I would get through this time in my life if I was drinking and not present and or hung over and tired, exhausted, anxious, shameful, whatever. Um, But it's just a good time for me to step back and go, you're doing 1 million things all the time. It's going to be hard to be the best at anything. And what is that about being the best? You know? I've been reminded many, many times by a very smart person, I hope is listening here, that being the best is not the goal. It's being okay. And I feel like I'm pretty okay at most things right now. So if I remember that it's okay to be pretty okay, then... Maybe that helps me to reduce expectations I have of myself and of others. And I can take it down a notch and not be such a hothead and not be so wound up. I hope that's helpful to you. I hope that I just strung some dots together into something that made sense. And and maybe that's the lesson that we have expectations of ourselves, of our children, of our partners, our husbands, our friends, our family. And expectations set set us up for for failure, to use my favorite word of the night. You know, when we expect things of people and our expectations are not met, we feel let down. And when we have expectations for ourselves and we don't meet them we feel like we've failed we've let ourselves down and that's what I'm feeling so that's what it is at the end of this long and winding road we just went down it's about removing or reducing the expectations that I have of myself in order to not let myself down And in order to not feel like I'm failing at things. And to recognize that there is no failing. There's just doing and being. And doing what I can. Not trying to be the best. Not trying to do the best I can. Just doing what I can. And being okay. Being okay with being okay. And guys, I can tell you in real time that... That is actually really helpful because what I was viewing as sort of a shit show of a week at times with some highs, with some really low lows, was mostly pretty okay. And that's good. Certainly good enough right now during a global pandemic Self-quarantined at home, helping two children get through their education while coaching, while planning some events, while building a business, while nurturing a marriage, while trying to take care of my health, while caring for my aging mother from afar. Wow, 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 wow. You know, all of our lists are long. Mine's no longer than anyone else's. It's long. Our lists are long right now. So being okay with being okay is what we need to do and reducing and removing expectations in order to not let ourselves down or feel let down or feel like failures. I think that's the key. That's the key to the kingdom. We maybe just made it out of the safe room. Is that what that thing is called? Oh my God. Those things look terrible. I've seen them on TV where you have to find your way out. Oh, Like makes me shiver just thinking about it. But I feel like maybe I was in one of those a half hour ago. And I just solved the riddle and got out. And I hope I set you free along with me. Oh, Guys, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to go watch some Bravo. I had to stop this recording in the middle and go outside. Because a kid was running with bare feet. My kid. In the cul-de-sac trip, scraped his foot, fell flat on his face, got hurt, was about to get run over by a car. Boys were fighting because one hit the other one in the face with a baseball. Then I got frustrated with the other kid for lying and one of the kids for throwing the baseball. So I did that mediation in the middle of this podcast. I hope that um, this felt fluid to you. And now I'm telling you the story. But just is exactly why I'm going to go medicate with Bravo. That is my self-care. There will be no ritual bath or meditation. Right now, there will be Bravo. There's a time and a place for everything. Oh, I just send you so much love and hugs and be okay with being okay, whatever that means for you. Just... Let go of the expectations because we are all doing a lot. We're doing what we can and um, it's not easy. Like it's just not easy, right? To state something else very obvious, it's just not an easy time. So if you can find 10 minutes for yourself, like I am right now being here with you, which just completely fills me up. Thank you for listening. I hope you can find 10 minutes for yourself. And please subscribe to this podcast. Give it a like and a review. Pass it on to a friend. And hopefully it will help other people. And I'll be back with you again soon. Bye.